The Week in Bible Prophecy, a Prophecy Watchers podcast. So JB, welcome here to our podcast. And uh, we're talking about different topics, especially related to the, the preacher rapture. And one of the ones that uh, I think anybody that, that reads scripture or is looking to come to, after exegesis, they're, they're studying the Bible and they come to the plate of understanding that the preacher rapture deals with something called imminency. Uh, that's kind of a fancy word for some. What is imminency? How is it connected? What's the biblical background? Yeah, so imminency is a, a foundational doctrine related to the rapture, and, and, and we believe it's, it's clearly taught in Scripture. And it is simply the belief that the rapture could happen at any moment. Doesn't mean it's going to happen at a certain time, or you can pick a date or predict a date, but it means it could happen at any moment, imminency. And a lot of people confuse it with other similar-sounding words that, that aren't the, the right word, but it's I-M-M-I-N-E-N-C-Y, yeah, -I -N -E <laughs> meaning at any moment. And so uh, the rapture uh, is could have happened at any time in church age history. Uh, nothing. There are no prophecies that must be fulfilled prior to, to the rapture. So in other words, we can't sit around and say, oh, well, the temple hasn't been rebuilt yet, so I know the rapture's not going to happen today, or this hasn't happened, or that hasn't happened, so I know the rapture can't happen today. No, it could happen at any moment. And we derive that from really a theological synthesis, not so much from a single chapter and verse. You know, we, know, we don't have a thus saith the Lord, the rapture is imminent, but we clearly have the teaching that the next event on the timeline of but God's prophetic plan is the rapture, and everything else comes after that. And since the, the, the rapture is a signless event, there's nothing, again, that says this has to happen first. Um, like, for example, in the back of my book, What Lies Ahead, which is an overview of biblical prophecy, I have an appendix called Sequential Order of End Times Events. Well, what do you think is the number one item on that list? The rapture, right? That's what happens next. And so by definition, it means it could happen anytime because it's a signless event. So there are biblical proofs that we can theologically make the case for. For example, the big one is proving that the church will not face the wrath of God. Step one. Step two, then you prove that the seven-year tribulation in its entirety constitutes the prophetic wrath of God. This is where the pre-wrathers get off. They, 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 they say, no, no, parts of the tribulation aren't wrath, and the wrath didn't come in until later. The problem with that is Revelation 6-2, the Antichrist is unveiled, and they're already hiding from the wrath of God yeah. with the seal judgments. So the wrath uh, of God is the entire seven-year tribulation. It's variously referred to as the great day of the Lord's wrath, the day of wrath, the overflowing scourge, the time of Jacob's trouble, uh, Daniel's 70th week. Um, you got all kinds of terms for that seven-year period throughout uh, the Old Testament. And once you've demonstrated that that's the wrath and that the church doesn't go through the wrath, they've got to be out of here beforehand. So I think it's it's clearly defensible and teach, taught in Scripture, uh, but it's more of a theological concept. Well, does does um, does any of the thief language you think contribute by, either by application or, or to the idea of a thief coming as a surprise or being um, at a time of being unknown? Do you think that that has any application? Yeah, there? I, I in, in my chapter on imminency, we actually bring in those verses. Um, I'll come back to the thief and some of those in a moment, but there are some where it talks about eagerly expecting, mm -hmm. or at the end of the Bible, last verse in the Bible, come Lord Jesus yeah. or Maranatha, yeah. right? As we see the day approaching, whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. if, if it wasn't imminent, those exhortations would be meaningless. Why would you eagerly wait 
for something that you know is not going to happen for 100 years. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's, you know, if I know my grandparents are coming to visit uh, Tuesday afternoon, I'm not going to tell my kids, go wait by the window on Monday. Because you're, you know, I know it's not going to be twenty, mm-hmm. at least twenty-four hours till they get here, right? So all of these passages that use apek decamai is the Greek word, which, by the way, it's used seven times in the New Testament, mm-hmm. and all seven times it refers to the rapture. Mm-hmm. So eagerly awaiting implies imminency. It would make no sense otherwise. As far as the watchfulness passages. Um, in, for example, the Olivet Discourse, mm-hmm. and I know you've studied that. Yeah, I mean, just in the but Gospel. But in other places, yeah. The, the issue, we don't want to hang our hat on imminency with that mm-hmm. because those same terminologies are used of the second coming, mm-hmm. which clearly is not imminent. Mm-hmm. In other words, the second coming, there are all kinds of signs and yep. things that must happen before it. The abomination of desolation being chief among them, the Battle of Armageddon, those types yep. of things. So, it, you know, you, you the exhortation to watchfulness of the second coming is in the context of the fact that it'll be a time of unprecedented deception. And even though Israel should have understood and predicted it and recognized that it's coming, they will still be caught up and, and yeah. misled. So you, there are different reasons to different be enjoined reasons. to watchfulness, but clearly the the apic decamai and the eagerly awaiting and some of those passages imply yeah. eminence. Yeah, that's kind of where I land too is um, in, in those those some of those scriptures that talk about kind of a surprise at an hour you don't expect. Well, that, I see that as contrary to the second coming where Jesus says, you know, hey, when you see these things, you know, so that you, you can kind of see the buildup. But let's go back to something because I would always trick the, the church uh, when I would teach on this is I'd say, how many of you believe that Jesus can return tomorrow and set up his earthly kingdom? Uh, I would say no. No. <laughs> yeah. And they, but, but they realize, see, they, they fail to understand yeah. the distinction between the preacher rapture, which is imminent, and the second coming, which is well laid out in the right. sense of, and I go, hey, this is why, this is one of the reasons why we recognize that we're taught or so often that, hey, Jesus can come back, Jesus can come back, but he can't come back tomorrow because mm-hmm. otherwise scripture has to be fulfilled. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's a lead up. Clearly, the mm-hmm. Daniel's 490-year plan, which is the key to understanding Bible prophecy, as, as Dr. Walford would say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is, has been suspended. And there's a gap between the 483rd year and the start of the 484th year, between the 69th week of years. A Shabuah means a seven-year period. It can mean a seven-day period, but if you compare Scripture with Scripture, context always determines meaning. And it, you know, in this context, Daniel was talking about years, talking about 70 years that Jeremiah had prophesied. So he says, no, it's a se- the ne- next 490 years, 70 times seven. So Shabuah, it's the same word that's used uh, uh, when, uh, who was it, uh, 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 Jacob had to oh, work for, the, for Rachel, Rachel yeah. and he had to work yep. for a Shabuah and then he got pulled the old switcheroo yep. and he had to work for another Shabuah, right? Because yep. he got Leah at first. <laughs> so anyway, um, I know we're about out of time, but I, I just wanted to clarify that, that, you know, that, that 70th week of Daniel, you know, the, the, the Daniel nine itself demands a gap of time. We don't come it, back and put that in it. You know, there's clearly in after the, this, yep. some things will happen. And then after that, the peace yep. treaty will be signed. So, that has to be fulfilled. So you're right. The second coming is by no means imminent. We know when yeah. it's going to happen, but yet many Jews will still be called off guard, just like they were in the first century. Yep. Uh, but the rapture is absolutely imminent, which is why we're told to be watching. There's a. I, I always think in terms of if you were a Jewish person, uh, maybe not in the church, whatever, but un- understanding some new new covenant theology, New Testament theology, that between 70 A.D. and 1948. 
you would you would have you'd be like oh uh, because yeah. there's this gap where there's no Israel the, the the temple's obviously been gone, but once in that period it's I I always call it like the a gap period not for the rapture because the rapture could happen in there but in the sense of the, your excitement you'd be like well I can't be excited when I'm living in 1860 yeah. or even 1720 because there's no Israel there's no temple but yet you read it and you're like wow we who knows when this is going to happen yeah so we recognize that the distinction has to be there between the second coming and the rapture yeah no question yeah and 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 boy 1948 was. Open the doors. Exciting time. N67. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. N67. This is yeah. great. Everything that we're doing at Prophecy Watchers is vital because Bible prophecy is coming to pass right before our eyes. And it has never been more important for believers to understand what the Bible says about the days that we are living in. In case you haven't noticed, the whole world is spinning out of control. But we are not surprised because many of the things taking place were prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago. That's why we want to offer you a very special subscription to our magazine, The Prophecy Watcher, that will keep you on the cutting edge of Bible prophecy. Stay informed on prophetic world events. Follow the nuclear threats from Russia and Iran, China's march to world domination, the likelihood of another global pandemic, the rise of artificial intelligence and transhumanism, war in the Middle East, the UFO phenomenon, and the latest technology preparing the world for the mark of the beast. The Prophecy Watcher magazine features articles from leading prophecy experts like Gary Stearman, Mondo Gonzalez, Thomas Ice, Randall Price, L.A. Marzulli, Bill Salas, and many others. With your gift of $50 or more to support the worldwide outreach of Prophecy Watchers, you will receive 12 issues of the magazine in either print or digital format. You will also receive 10 bonus DVDs that feature in-depth teaching on the ancient book of Enoch, heaven and the new Jerusalem, the biblical case for the rapture, a look at how God put the gospel in the stars, what really happened at the Tower of Babel, and Ezekiel's prophecy on the Battle of Gog and Magog. This special offer is available anywhere in the United States with free shipping included. Don't wait. Pick up the phone right now and call the toll-free number on your screen or visit us at prophecywatchers.tv. Stand with us today and help us take the message of Christ's soon return to the whole world.